Welcome to Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you'll hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources. I'm your host, Marilyn Germain. In this episode, David Sawyer, founder and president of Safer Places, discusses job candidates' background screenings. Welcome, David. Well, thanks, Mary Lynn. Thanks for having me today. Dave, your company's mission is to best provide organizations with the specific tests that best fit their needs for background screening, but also drug screening and security consulting. What mistakes do you commonly see companies make when checking the background of their job candidates? Well, uh, I think when it comes to background screening, the biggest mistake I see is companies assuming that there's such a thing as a standard background check, or they just assume that they're all the same. I can think of a couple of examples of that. We, we had a, not too long ago, we had a new client that was doing a rehire. And so they screened him through us and we found a felony conviction. It was, uh, as I recall, I think it was a kind of a violent um, offense. And they were shocked because the first time they hired him, they had, were using a different screening company and he came back with an all clear. You know, and it's not because we have some magic formula or, you know, that, uh, you know, we're better than everybody else. It's just that there's more than one approach to doing a background screen, especially when it comes to looking for criminal records. And if the screening company doesn't take the time or the, uh, the employer doesn't take the time to learn uh, about what the uh, differences are and what the options are available to them, uh, they could be really missing out on uh, some, some important information. And another example that I was thinking of was, um, it's pretty frequent, and I, I'm going to say maybe once a month, we hear from a candidate for a job that we're doing a background check on, and they're, they're upset with us because uh, we found uh, a criminal record. And they say, you know, I've been through three or four or more background checks in my life, and this has never come up before. What, why does it come up with you? And again, uh, it, it isn't some, you know, magic formula that we have. But there are deeper dives, there are different uh, methods to be used. And uh, if the background screening company doesn't take the time to explain that to the employer, then it's, you know, it's an easy mistake to make. I assume that the tools that you use today are a lot more sophisticated than the tools used by companies, say, 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago, I think uh, we were still uh, having people faxing requests and, and we were calling courthouses or faxing requests to the courthouse. And, you know, a lot of them now we can uh, obtain uh, a search of the records uh, electronically through the Internet. Surprisingly, there are still uh, a large number of uh, courts where to do a proper search, you still have to send a researcher into the courthouse uh, and physically be there um, to, uh, to actually search the record. So it's definitely uh, much improved, though, over the last 20 years. So we hear a lot about employees being worried that, you know, for example, they smoked pot when they were in their 20s and now 30 years down the road. They fear that that shows on their background check. What's your take on that? Well, it can. Different uh, jurisdictions allow searches of the records going back different amounts of time. You know, so we certainly do see records that are 20 years or more that, uh, that show up. But most employers, at least the ones that we work with, 
uh, pretty careful uh, about using the information properly uh, when making a hiring decision. And, you know, it really has to be tied somehow to the job that uh, you're hiring for. So, you know, for example, somebody that's going to be driving a motor vehicle, if they've got a DUI, you know, from six months ago, or even maybe a couple of years ago, that's probably going to be a concern to that employer. But somebody with a minor record from, from 20 years ago, you know, I think most employers today realize that that's, it's not really um, all by itself is not a good reason to uh, exclude someone from employment. Dave, what type of job applicant information are employers allowed to check prior to hiring? Well, of course, our, our, um, the, the Bible, if you will, for background screening is the uh, FCRA or the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And that's, that's what we have to go by. And before we do anything, the uh, applicant or the, the subject of the background check has to sign an authorization form. They also have to sign a disclosure form. And what the types of um, things that we're searching for are determined ahead of time uh, between us and the employer. So we'll sit down with the employer and say, okay, let's create a screening package. Or in many cases, it's more than one screening package. They may have different types of positions for which they're hiring. And uh, so they'll want more than one screening package. Uh, But what goes into that, what types of information that we're searching for is really determined by the employer. So, and again, it really should be a nexus between the information that we're searching for and the position that's being filled. So you want to um, have things that are uh, appropriate for that position that are going to help the employer make a, uh, a sound decision when it comes to hiring. So I meant, mentioned the example of a driver. Certainly, uh, if someone has a valid license or not, or they have many violations, that's certainly appropriate to consider that. Criminal records, we almost every position that um, employers want to search for that. What that comes down to is uh, the types of records that they're going to consider to be problematic when it comes to making the hiring decision. But of course, you know, we're also verifying information that the applicant uh, themselves have provided. They may have claimed to have a, a degree. Uh, and we can verify that. They may have claimed to have certain experience with previous employers, and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll verify that. When it comes to professional licenses like a, a registered nurse or a doctor, lawyer, we can check to make sure that they have the proper c- credentials and um, that we can look at their history uh, to see if they've ever been under uh, suspension or been sanctioned. How about credit checks? Now, the idea that personal finance can be a condition for employment can be quite daunting for some individuals. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, that's probably the biggest objection that we hear. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that the law I mentioned that governs what we do is called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And so even if an employer is not going to look at someone's credit as part of the background check, People get nervous because that's that's in the law. It's the name of the of the act. But most of the employers today, or I, I'll say it this way, certainly far fewer employers today than ten years ago are including a credit check in their background screening package. And the ones that do usually are using it for a position that uh, has some uh, financial responsibilities. I'd also mention that there are several states, I think there's a dozen or so states now that have restricted 
the use of credit reports for employment purposes. I don't think any of them have outright banned it, but there are several that have restrictions and say, well, before you can use that as part of your employment screening package, you have to show that there's a good reason for it, like a financial position. I think it's Connecticut that says, well, either a financial position or a position where the uh, individual will be responsible for or have control over company assets worth more than X amount of dollars, uh, or maybe they have uh, been issued a company credit card, uh, things like that. Um, I do have a few clients that still ask for a credit report on all uh, applicants. I suspect they don't pay a lot of attention to you know how many times the person has paid their mortgage late. There are, uh, and a lot of people don't realize this, there are ancillary benefits to uh, pulling a credit report. Uh, and, and one of the main ones is that oftentimes we'll see on the credit report a previous employer or two. So if you apply for, say, an auto loan or a mortgage, part of that application is where are you employed? And that will end up showing up oftentimes in your credit report. So the credit report actually can serve that purpose to find out if a, um, an applicant might be trying to withhold that information from the employer so they don't check with that previous employer. Maybe they had a bad experience there and they don't want the uh, current employer that they're applying with uh, to even know about that employer. And that's uh, the credit report can be a, a way to, to find that out. What is trending in terms of screening? Do you see a, an increased demand in a particular type of screening? Yeah, um, it really seems to be exploding too, and, and that is um, social media searches. You know, I'm not sure exactly what's behind it, but if you think about it, it makes sense. Although people sometimes say, "Well, isn't that going a little too far? Aren't you, you know, what a person uh, uh, posts on Facebook or or TikTok? Um, you know, what does that have to do with uh, you know getting a job?" And I give them a couple of different answers. One is, you know what, we've seen somebody with a clean criminal record, never been arrested, on Facebook, for example, bragging about being engaged in illegal activities. So what they're really saying is, I, I'm involved in illegal activities, I just haven't been caught yet. And it's amazing to me the number of times we've seen people bragging about using illegal drugs or stealing or, or any number of uh, behaviors that uh, would be potentially at least problematic for an employer making a hiring decision. But the other side of it also is it's not too difficult to imagine, especially with a, a person in an upper level position, their thoughts, if they're extreme, being connected to that employer and damaging their brand. And so the types of things that we search for when we're doing a social media search, you know, involve things like illegal activities, bullying online, Illegal drug use or, or sexually explicit uh, posts or um, uh, photos and things like that. And if uh, a person was connected to a particular company and was seen to be posting things like, uh, you know, extremism or, or um, terrorism type of, of things, uh, you know, that's become of great concern to a lot of employers. So that's probably the, the trend that I see that's gathering the most steam well, the other thing I'd say about that is that we know, and I've seen studies where upwards of 60 to 70% of employers admit that they do this on their own, searching Facebook or uh, LinkedIn and, and, or Reddit and some of the others. And 
part of the um, problem with that is if you're doing it on your own, you're very likely to see things that you should not be seeing or should not be including in your thought process when making a hiring decision. So for example, you might see something uh, that somebody posts um, that would affiliate them with a particular religion, or maybe somebody just announced that they're so happy to, to announce that uh, we're, you know, we're pregnant, we're, we're um, expecting our first child, mm. um, or something about uh, their military service. And if they know that you are screening or they find out that you've, you've looked at their uh, Facebook page, they could accuse you of making an adverse decision based on things that are uh, protected under the law and that you should not be considering. So when you use a screening company to do your social media screening, all those things should be redacted uh, to protect you uh, from being accused of, of doing something that you shouldn't be. That's assuming that the person is using their real name as, you know, on Facebook or on social media. But how do you know you have the right person? I mean, you don't know what they look like, right? Well, sometimes we do, um, but we also know a lot of other things about them uh, before we start. So, you know, we're looking at a, uh, a resume or an application for employment and they've said that they, uh, you know, they live in a certain area of the country, they went to a certain university. And so there's usually enough things um, in there that we can use to identify them properly. But that's a great question because, um, you know, we have to have uh, policies and procedures in place uh, uh, the way it's put in the, in the FCRA to assure maximum possible accuracy. Um, so we have to be very careful to make sure that we are uh, reporting on the, on the correct person. How about the types of screening employers are allowed to do with their currently employed workforce? Well, you know, it's, it's really no different than doing a screening for an applicant than the current workforce, except that I'll say this, we have um, clients that will do a periodic recheck, and we also have what's called uh, continuous monitoring of certain areas. But you wouldn't do a complete recheck of the exact same background check that you did when they were first applying for a job. And the reason for that is if once you've uh, verified their previous employment or you've verified uh, what they, um, where they went to school, where, where they got their degree, uh, no need to re redo that. So things that can change, though, over time would be, uh, say, a driving record or a criminal record or social media posts, for that matter. Um, somebody that um, looked perfectly fine when you first hired them maybe has uh, gotten involved in uh, some, some things that uh, you wouldn't have hired them uh, for if they had been involved when they first applied. Uh, so things like that, that can change. And so the most common things that we see employers uh, either rescreening for uh, on a periodic basis or doing a, what's called a continuous monitoring program would be the social media, the uh, driving records, uh, and the and criminal records. And again, coming back to the social media point, smoking pot and making a post about smoking pot in states where it's allowed cannot be used as grounds for, for dismissal, can it? No, um, in, in different states have uh, varying degrees of uh, protection. Um, as you mentioned, you know, when, there's, uh, when marijuana is uh, legal for recreational use, most of those states will say uh, in their law something like, well, uh, you can't use it on the job and you can't come to work impaired. But in some states, they outright ban the testing of marijuana uh, for employment purposes. 
In other states, they leave it up to the employer, but you're correct. And so the things that um, we report on, we allow the employer to set filters. And so some might say illegal drug use. And in that case, somebody uh, posting a picture of their themselves smoking pot wouldn't even get reported because it's not illegal drug use. Thank you, David, for your insights regarding job candidates and employees' background screenings. Thank you uh, for having me. It's uh, been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you will hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources.